Hate him or love him. I guess he's the king of Miami now. Dan, what do you think? What? Nah, I don't think about that. Um, yeah, I guess it, like we'll usually have a little yarn before we start the show. We just both like answer the call like, oh, oh should we just jump into it? Should we? It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. Let's just rip it off, get into the show, feel it, embrace it, and then we can just embrace it. We'll embrace it all together. You know what I mean? It's better to have uh-huh. friends around you. Feel, feel. I feel like the loss was my own. That's how I'm. That's how I'm genuinely taking it. Yeah, it seemed like you were extremely emotionally invested in this fight with Jorge. You know, with the with the links back to Miami and the you know the backyard fighting and all of that good stuff. Um, yeah, it, it didn't really go any different than most people expected, right? Most people expected Colby to go in there, strike with him when he needed to strike take him down and try to maul him. And basically that's what happened. You know what I mean? Like throughout the whole fight, except for maybe I think in the fourth round, uh, Masvidal clipped him and, and Kobe dropped to like the knee and he got up and he smiled at him. I always wondered when a fighter gets dropped. Yeah. When the fighter gets dropped and he gets up and he smiles, like, is that, does that mean that they're hurt? Because you know you hear the commentators like, "Oh, he's hurt because he's smiling." I'm like, I don't know if you're hurt um, and you smile. Depends. Like it's it's difficult. There was another fight like that. Um, oh, the uh, also the Oliveira Holland fight where they one hurt the other. I think Holland hurt him and he like wobbled back and then he just rushed in too quick. And then uh, Oliveira hauling back, and then he starts backing up. So it's like that can be the wrong thing because you you like you need to understand that a fighter is at their most dangerous when they're hurt. Because if I'm hurt and I'm tired and I'm about to get taken out of the fight, and you rush in to finish me, whatever opportunity that I get, I'm gonna go all in on. Right? Like if I <laughs> if if I'm hurt and you rush me, it's like when you corner a rat. Like he's gonna. He's gonna go one hundred. He's gonna go all in on that one shot. So it can be like that's when, that's when fighters are they're most dangerous is when they're hurt. Like that's when they're the most dangerous. But yeah, it didn't look like Colby was was that hurt by the shot. He like pops up. Generally, it's worse when someone like pops up and then they just jump on the back foot. They're just like disengage, disengage, disengage. That's like a more like telling sign that someone's a bit more like seriously hurt. Yeah, and and everybody thought that was the opportunity for for Masvidal to go in there and and try to get the finish, but he was exhausted at that point, man. I think even after the fight, when he was talking to Joe Rogan, he said that you know it's just his wrestling wasn't on point, which kind of means like his cardio wasn't on point. It seems like um, it just it just wasn't there. Sometimes you you fall flat, right? And in a fight, you know, sometimes you don't go in there. You could go in there a hundred percent, but once you step into the cage, it could turn into something else. And uh, Maybe that's what happened to Masvidal in here, you know what I mean? Because they, like you said, you remember last week you were talking about how they have hours and hours of, of training together where it's like you kind of know what each other is going to do, right? Not much is going to be changing. And uh, it just seemed like Colby just went in there and effectively um, implemented his his style and, and won the fight. It was It was dominant, man. I felt like it was dominant. It wasn't like massively like damaging like the Colby event, but... It was dominant, and and you know, Kobe did his job. You know what? You want to hear a funny fact? 
The last three opponents Colby has beaten have all been his former training partners at America Top Team. Robbie Lawler. Yeah, uh, I've heard it's a, bit of, uh, it's a bit like that. Like it's a bit of a, it's like a bit of a shark tank when you get in there. Like you just show up because I was thinking about it when I was younger and I was um, mm. going to head over to the States to train. I was like having a look at all of the different gyms and just seeing like what would be the right fit. And I feel like, I think originally I wanted to go to American Top Team just because there were so many fighters there, but then talks of guys that had been then like come and gone from there and they pretty much told me like if you're like a younger guy coming in, it's like a sink or swim kind of thing. Like you show up at American Top Team and you'll just get you'll just get used as a as a body, right? Say like a bigger name fighter has a um has a fight coming up, they'll just kind of pick you pick you out of the group. Oh, he's fighting a orthodox guy, six foot. Oh yeah, he's orthodox six foot. We've got this new kid throw him in he can do a couple rounds with you know this big name fighter or like not knocking the gym like there's a like definitely uh like a working setup that they've got there uh, but i just heard about like guys like uh like hector lombard just like ending ending numerous young fighters careers like they'd throw him in like a new guy would show up to the gym they'd chuck him in with Hector Lombard and Hector Lombard would just melt this kid, like melt these kids and knock them out and hurt them so bad that they were, it would actually shorten their careers and stuff like that. So yeah, after I kind of heard that, I was like, well, I don't just want to be used as cannon fodder. You know what I mean? I'd rather go to, <laughs> I'd rather go to a place that, that wants to work with you and, and has a bit more of a, a team environment. That'd be the best thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I've, I don't know why I've heard the same thing from people about H- hector lombard like back in the day i don't know if he's like that now but back in the day oh, I got like, some, he was... i've heard a lot of i got a lot of hector lombard <laughs> stories like the guy's a different beast man like he's just a different he's just a different weapon because he's fought on um we used to fight in australia because he was originally living oh, that's um, right. he was originally living in australia so before he was in uh even fighting in i think he had a couple of fights in bellator and stuff uh but he would they flew him over to fight um in AFC and then I was the lightweight AFC champion. So we fought on a couple of cards together. And yeah, intense guy. Like I went over to corner my mate, uh, Rod McSwain, and we went over there and we were at the bakery across the road from a gym and we just heard like yelling. Just the gym was across the street on the second floor up and we just heard like ah ah like yelling and we're just like, man, what's that? That's weird. Like got somebody to the bakery, walk into the gym because that's where we were going for the weigh-ins. Go upstairs like Hector Lombard's hitting pads, and he's just like throw combinations, just go like scream like you're the best, like scream like another combination like you're the fastest in the world, another combination like no one hits harder than you, and then he's just um, I think he like turned to me, I can't remember what he said, and uh yeah he like turned to me and he's just like are you gonna be in the UFC one day or something? And I was like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. And he's like, whoa, you're not gonna get with that attitude. Ah, and I was just like, oh shit, this dude's intense, bro. <laughs> just an intense guy. And then we went to the weigh-in, which was like at a bar. And then uh, a guy was, he was sitting down, getting ready to weigh in, and it was like a packed bar. The guy was standing like three, four feet away from him facing the other way talking to someone and he just stands up and he's like get the fuck away from me 
you're standing too close to me. And I was just like, oh, my guy, like, no chill, no chill. It's cool. <laughs> but he did, like, everything Everything he did was quick. You know what I mean? Like, you go to eat, uh, I think, like, we're at a meal with him. Like that, he's down the other end of the table. But even the way that he, like, he grabs his knife, you know, he's just, like, grabs his fork, like, cuts his food. Like he's just everything is like fast twitch. He doesn't do he doesn't do nothing slow. He's got like zero slow twitch muscle fibers. Yeah, he he defected right in and in Australia. I believe, from, right? uh, yeah, Cuba. he he that would be the I think he defected at the Sydney Olympics. He come over yeah. with the with the judo team and then yeah. like defected and, and stayed in um stayed in Australia. Yeah, that's... I think now he lives in the US. Yeah, I believe so too. But man, well, he's fighting bare guy. knuckle. Yeah, he's fighting bare knuckle. I, f- I think yeah. he became the champion over there for one of those promotions. But yeah, his story is crazy, man. I would love to see like a a series about his his life journey, man. Imagine that, just being Perfect. just like leaving your whole family and defecting to another country, which is that is just insane in itself. You know, not many people are going through that. Um, going back to the fight though, uh, with uh, with Colby and then Jorge. It is what it is, right? Now, where does Kobe go from here? You know, he's he's. We knew that he was gonna str- scream out the biggest fight that's out there for him because he can't fight for the title. And who's that? Dustin Poirier. So, what do you think? Do you think that fight happens, Dan? Mm, only because, only because Poirier said and come out like he's not. He's not willing to take that fight he's just calling out um he's just calling out another guy that sells pay-per-views right and that's yeah. that's like another that's another pay-per-view opportunity for him to build his build his brand like regardless of what you think about his character he, he is very aware of what he's doing and how he's trying to set it up like he's still not in a position to be one of those guys to get pay-per-view points like there's only a handful of guys um in the ufc that are not title holders like there's even a lot of title holders that don't get pay-per-view um and you can look at that as jorge nate diaz conor mcgregor dustin poirier i believe and that's it and that's it that's like uh four guys that hold uh that don't hold titles that get pay-per-view points so he called out like another guy on that list yeah maybe maybe even nate would have been a better call out i'm not sure i get it there's like the personal beef there he gets the builder's brand and that's like another ex-teammate which he already knows <laughs> <laughs> and like understands his game but it's like it's it's funny the way that he's um he's going about it because it's working to a certain degree mm-hmm. and i feel like now now we're like past the point of all the fans even buying into the character that he's putting on. I feel like that uh, the entire MMA audience can see what he's doing, can see that he's mimicking the like pro wrestling avenue of, of selling a fight. Um, and I can understand it. I just don't think that's the way the sport will, will evolve and go long term or even the best avenue for the sport to go and evolve because you can look at pro wrestling they've been doing it for the longest time like that that's pro wrestling right like guys get on the mic and then 
they build a character that the fans hate. So then they, they walk out and then either they cheer or, or they boo them and they hate them. But you can look at pro wrestling. Pro wrestling has been, been around so much longer than the UFC. And they're, I would say, a smaller company. It's like, is pro wrestling on ESPN? Like, is, it's, a, it's, a, it's already like a smaller sport. So it's obvious that copying like that pattern and all of us now creating characters and you know stuff like this and being hated just just to uh <laughs> sell fights and market fights but that sport is not growing like that's not good for the sport long term that's good for colby that's good for that avenue that he's painted for himself but it's not good uh like for a good way to grow the sport long term like you can look at any you can look at any professional sport that's out there soccer or, or tennis where there's like the highest paid athletes in the world and they don't they don't carry themselves like that they don't they don't sell themselves like that they don't market themselves like that it's not um that's just like my observation these are just my own <laughs> yeah my own kind of observations is that they yeah that's not how the biggest and highest paid athletes in the sport market themselves. And you can even look at those four guys. Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Are any of them putting on a character? It's like, I don't believe they are. I believe mm. that that's genuinely those guys. That's genuinely their personalities. And so that to me is like that draws the people's attention to a whole to a different level like colby's drawn them to here but it's like he still can't he still can't break through to that um that superstar status that that pay-per-view status where people cannot miss a fight like regardless jorge's still gonna be a big name he's still he could go back and do the dustin poirier fight he could you know he could call out conor mcgregor and fight conor, conor mcgregor like he still has pay-per-view in his future that's just <laughs> that's just the guy he is because people like him for who he is he doesn't need to design some kind of character and you can see that from what like jorge was saying earlier on that jorge's getting pay-per-view and mm. colby's not like the, yeah. the ufc is just like you don't sell pay-per-views like you're not you're not you're not going to sell this pay-per-view so why why should you get a share of this pay-per-view yeah i was looking at um the odds there's already odds out for that fight with colby versus dustin if you go there's a link in the description you guys can go to it for cloudbit they have the odds colby's at like minus 118 and dustin's at plus 100 you know i feel like that's cool you know what i mean i don't i don't see you know as long as it's like not minus 500 or something crazy like that i think the odds are fine um that fight, I think a lot of people want that fight. I think fans want that fight. I think a lot of people want somebody to go in there and knock Colby out like, you know, like Usman did. You know I mean? That's what people want. And and the thing about Colby, you, you mentioned the ceiling, right? He's hit his ceiling, right? But I know a way. Well, he's already shifted that... it. He, he, he's, he's, he's already shifted it. Like, he's shifted it to, like, he's just, he just, yeah, just attaches his name to, to different things. So, I saw your tweet like early on where you're just like, oh man, like who else is shouting out for the first responders and the police exactly. and things like that? But is it genuine? That's the thing. So, I don't know. It could be genuine, right? 
Because he does go was out he, there and visit he, the military. Was he, was he genuinely, uh, yeah, he went to the White House and shook hands with Donald Trump. <laughs> is he genuinely a Donald Trump supporter or did he just attach that name to, to build his own brand? So it's hard when he's incredibly genuine cause for ungenuine reasons. That's, exactly. You're right. That's a, that, that with his, if he just came out and was just like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm scrapping it. I'm scrapping it. I'm going to be me. Like I was, I'm comfortable with who I am, but this is something I'm, I'm passionate about. I'm genuinely passionate about first responders. I'm genuinely passionate about all these guys and their job, what they do, the military, these guys protect and serve. Um, then potentially that ceiling for him rises. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. If it's, if it's genuine, but I already know another way crack that ceiling you know what i mean because it seems like he just kind of like shifted from the donald trump shit to like okay i'm gonna attach on to the first responders because it's kind of linked together you know like usa and america and defending the country and all that stuff right exactly but i know i know the way (laughs) i know a way that he could become a pay-per-view star i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna release the secret right now he goes against america he flips it on its head and he goes against america he just turns into the character that's like anti-american that lives in america and then the hate will go from let's say it's at 50 right now it'll go to 100 and then he will be able to sell pay-per-views because people will hate him you know like in in their guts like in their heart they will hate him so much they want him to lose and he's going to be able to well you got your tinfoil hat (laughs) you got your tinfoil hat Let's did you not see Sean? On. Did you not see Sean Strickland? He just stole your idea. Oh, he, he did. Stole your idea. Yeah, he came out. He, he said something in a story, and he said that for ten million dollars, he will oh, fight America. He will fight with Russia against America in the war. So we can kind of use. We'll use that as okay. a. Um, we'll use that as an experiment, and maybe Colby Colby can sit back and use that as an experiment. I think that's going to blow up in his face real bad. I think people are going <laughs> to, like, yeah, Americans are, are, the patriotism that they have and they show is genuine. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's that's so deep. It's not like, it's not like a lot of other places. I'd say it's, um, yeah, it's different, man. It's different. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, I've, you know, been at, football games and uh, hockey games and stuff like that when you play the national anthem i was there on i was at a hockey game on veterans day and just people people the anthem plays they got their hand on their heart you look around and, and people are in tears people were genuinely thought like it's, it's just prov- like provokes emotion out of them they're just all genuinely upset genuinely just remembering the people in their lives that are serving and stuff like that. So it's that could go one of two ways. That's either gonna that's either gonna work or it's gonna get Colby Covington shot. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a high percent chance, I say there's a there's a ninety percent chance Colby ends up with a bullet in his back if he if he takes your advice. 
Well, um, I guess uh, we're gonna have to like send Sean Strickland and Kobe Covington to to go fight in the war somewhere, right? They need to do like a a month tour or something to to show us that he they're legit, you know. I don't know, but yeah, it's Sean Strickland, is Sean Strickland, Kobe is Kobe. Those are two different animals, but kind of the same in a way, but not really. Um, if if Dustin doesn't fight Kobe, where does Kobe go? Because he kind of is in like this no man's land in the in the welterweight division, right? He talks you know, about going to middleweight maybe, but um, I don't think I see we see him at middleweight. Who does he fight? You know what I mean? Like, I um, the winner of Burns, Chamayev. Oh, you think so? Okay. Maybe, maybe. If Chamayev wins, he'll probably... When is that? When are they going back to Abu Dhabi? Like, when's that, when's that scheduled? Because that has... Oh, that... Oh, uh, Chimaev? The Chimaev fight is... Uh... Nah, the, not the Chimaev fight. I know he's fighting Burns pretty soon. Like That's not too far away. But when's, when is the UFC going back to Abu Dhabi? When is the UFC they going don't, back to Abu They fight? haven't scheduled anything for Abu Dhabi. They Nothing. go in. They go in. I, I know. You like, might know something. Marketing. Some Marketing. Man, I don't know shit. Twitter knows everything. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. I've, I've actually learned about my own fights on Twitter before. <laughs> I've actually logged on to Twitter and been like rumors circul circulating. Dan Hooker is fighting this guy, and I was like, "What?" I was thinking, "Fuck!" Someone made that up. And then, like that afternoon, Sean Shelby sends you a message, and he's just like, "With that same name and the date," and I'm just like, "No shit." I was like, "All right." And then it happened again, and I was like, and then I saw the thing on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, I bet I, I'm gonna be expecting an email soon." I've seen my fight announced on Twitter. Yeah, you know, Twitter is uh it's another world, man. That's that's where MMA lives. Um, you you mentioned Chimaev, you know what I mean? Like, I guess whoever wins between Chimaev and uh and Burns could fight Colby. You know what I mean? That does make sense uh, uh, when I think about it. Um, I'm pretty sure both of those guys, if they win, they're gonna be screaming for a title shot. But it looks like Leon Edwards is gonna get that. We just don't know when. Yeah, I think it's kind of guarantee. Yeah, I think like Leon. I think late. I know there's an event. They're going back to Abu Dhabi. There's like they have a contract agreement with Abu Dhabi, um, and to take it back there because he's not Muslim, but they kind of claimed him because he's Kazakhstani, right? Yeah, I believe so. Chechen? Is he Chechen? Chechen. He might be Chechen. Chechen. Yeah, maybe. And they kind of. Yeah, yeah, we get killed. But um, <laughs> they kind of like group group both of them together, and the Muslim fans because he's from that yeah. region kind of support them. Um, support Hamza quite. So I feel like if Hamza wins, they they could give him a title shot if that that show goes back to um, Abu Dhabi. I feel like if Burns wins, then they'll go Covington Burns. Yeah, I like I like the I like either fight. You know what I mean? I'm more intrigued to be honest with. Uh with uh Covington and, and Hamzat if 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 Hamzat does get past Burns Burns has become a different animal at at welterweight man just a completely different fighter um but yeah I'm intrigued by that uh actually for the people that are watching I'm actually interviewing Burns this week you know oh, so nice. we'll get some good stuff from Burns you know he's a I've been talking to him for a while so he's always been pretty cool at just uh hopping on and, and for a chat um yeah, so like I guess that's the future for them. Jorge, he signed a brand new deal this week ahead of the fight, which seems like has been like the 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 newest thing to do now. Is like 
sign a new deal before you fight in a pay-per-view. Israel did it. Now Jorge does did it. I guess he's going to probably be with the promotion for a while, probably on pay-per-views. What's a pay-per-view event, you know, that he can put on against a big name fight? There's three of them, right? There's there's Connor, right? There's Nate Diaz, the rematch. That doesn't and, mean that uh, doesn't mean yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to get pay-per-views every single fight. I don't, I don't know how this contracts. Well, I think if it's Connor and Nate, he probably would get some. Any of those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor yeah. and Nate, he's he's getting he's getting pay per view points, but it would have to be a fighter that brings over like a certain threshold. Yeah, you couldn't just. What fight is a like bigger a random... fight for you? Is it Connor or Nate for Jorge Masvidal? Mm, probably Connor. Probably so Connor, Connor just, just because I don't know. We kind of saw how the we kind of saw how the Nate fight would play out, right? Yeah. Like you can say what you want to say, but he was pretty handedly beaten in beaten. that fight. Yeah, it was it was bad, dude. Like it was one sided, like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Jorge, Jorge looked probably like probably one of his best fights right there when he took out Nate in that fight. Mm -hmm. Man, that was a mm -hmm. that was a beatdown right there, and. uh yeah, so I guess yeah, Connor. So, so you know, we, last week we talked about Connor and him being in the mix, you know, and then Dan's all over the news again about that. Um, <laughs> and and uh, Connor, if he comes back, I would like to see him come back at one seventy. To be honest with you, like the white lightweight division is pretty active to the point where, yeah, Connor is a big name. He could hop in, but I think Connor comes back from the broken leg. He fights at 170 against Masvidal, which is a winnable fight, I believe. You know what I mean? It's a competitive fight. And if he does beat, beat him at 170, the UFC has given title fights for guys that have won in different weight classes and moved to another one, right? So I could see that kind of happening in the future. Why not? Why not do it that way? Um, could. Could. I think Conor gets a title shot off RDA. I feel like he beats RDA, he gets the title shot. Mm -hmm. Without so you think RDA could fight Connor next? I think just because of the backstory that's there as well. Like they were set to fight RDA is like a former champ. They can show how it all played out from the last fight, like tie it together. It's a big, um, it's a big fight. That's a big fight. I feel like that that fight, that fight is marketable for sure. Like it's a fight that's supposed to happen. And and Connor fell through, and that's also yeah. That if if Connor if the timing doesn't work for a title shot, because they just announced Gagey Oliveira, correct? They did. They did. May. Yeah, May. May eighth or something. Mm -hmm. May mm. and then two seventy four is gonna be. I think two seventy four is in May, and then two seventy three is in April. Yeah, next month. So yeah, May is two seventy four, and then two seventy five in Singapore. Did you see that two seventy five in Singapore? Yeah, I want to try to get on that card. <laughs> I knew. I, I know Singapore's, your whole team is probably going to try to get on that card. Singapore is eight hours away. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm gonna definitely well. be in Singapore. If that happens in oh, Singapore, it's just a rumor right now. But I've heard from multiple sources now that it is going to be in Singapore. I will definitely be at those fights. That is going to be easy. For me, it's like six hours. Like nothing. 
nothing. nothing. Eight is nothing when you're nothing. flying all across to the to the U.S. Man, on those fourteen eight. hours. Close my eyes. Open my eyes. It ain't flying fourteen there and then fourteen to London. I'll tell you that much. Eight. Yeah. Eight is a cakewalk. But now nah, that'll it be is. good. That'll be good to get on that Singapore card. And it's Yuri and Glover. Glover and then Shevchenko is on there too. Okay. Oh, there two titles. Go. Two titles. Yeah, that's a two big card. Titles. That's a big pay per view. I can't miss that. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk about the co-main event, the RDA. Cool. Morcano steps in on day's notice. They take that catch weight. I was, you know, when when that stuff was going on, I was thinking in my mind. Man, if Dan was in Vegas, I bet you Dan would be fighting RDA right now this week. Would you have took the fight if you were in Vegas? You would have, right? Of course I would have. <laughs> of course. What That's do you think of Islam like kind of talking shit online and then like because it, it seemed like he did take like a set the fight and then he pulled out last second. That was kind of a weird situation. Um, right yeah, that was weird. You could have just said nothing and you would have been better off. Um, when I first saw the tweet, I didn't think he was serious, mm-hmm. and then he got like he got his bluff called, and <laughs> but like not like not knocking it or not mm-hmm. uh like I don't mean offense by it, but like those guys don't take you said short last notice week. fight. Yeah, those guys don't take short notice fights unless they're it's like their camp. It's like an RDA mm-hmm. situation. Like he's mm-hmm. done a camp, and there's like a late replacement for the other guy. Like that's. The only short notice um, fights that those guys take, they, they don't just like jump out of bed and just be like, "Yep, I'll fight him." So well, they do. It's why good. it's 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 why their records are nice. It's why they have nice looking records because yeah. they don't uh, like they'll they'll like minimize minimize risk. Morcano, he didn't minimize anything. He he flew, he got on a plane. He was in Brazil, I believe, at the time. He got on a plane, flew to Vegas a couple days, and he's fighting RDA at 160 in a five-round fight. And he took a beating. But man, in that fifth round, he was coming back. You know, like they almost finished or they almost stopped the fight a couple times, right? Uh, I believe what was that? Third round or second round where RDA dropped him with the head kick and then that's when, uh, like, he went in for the finish, and then you know, Morcano survived, and then, uh, yeah, after the fourth round, his his face was just mangled, looked like he got on, you know, like a head-on collision with somebody, and uh, the doctor was like, you know, he tried to shift it onto the ref. Did you see that little conversation in the cage? Both of them though, they they, <laughs> I'm like watching the fight, and Jorgen's kicking up a fuss, and they're kicking up a fuss, like, oh man, this needs to be stopped. This needs to be stopped. Oh, it's up to this guy. It's up to this guy. Oh, the corner will take a good look at him. Oh, the referee and the uh, doctor will take it. Like, look at our sport. The we 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 don't get fights stopped. How often? Mm-hmm. How often do you see a corner thrown a towel? You know what I mean? How often? How do you often do you see a doctor grow some balls and be like, nah, well, I've seen enough. How often do you even like a referee just be like, nah, like this guy's, this guy's, uh, had, it's not, I didn't, I'm watching that fight. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. I don't think e- any one of those, because it's not how our sport is constructed at the moment. It will one day, one day, like the tide, the tide will turn. It's kind of like, um, 
I would say it's kind of like precedents in court cases. Mm-hmm. Once like one precedent is set in a court court case, then everyone else can kind of use that. But we don't have a precedent, right? Like unless a guy is like, well, even if a guy's on one leg, you know what I mean? Like there's been Sean O'Malley limping, literally just like falling on his back and lying there, like getting the guy to attack him. That's still not stopped. The doctor never stopped it. The corner never stopped it. The referee never stopped it. There's countless situations like that. No precedent has been set in our sport for stopping fights. It's not like boxing. Um, They don't tend to... Well, boxing's like a different setup because, like I was talking about last week, guys get paid for their health. Uh, their health, like it's, it's a bit more mismatched. So once, um, and there's like far less avenues to win. You know, just with the hands, you can see one guy's getting like thoroughly outclassed. If a guy's getting thoroughly outclassed in boxing, the referee will generally just wave it off, or the corner will wave it off. That is uh, far. It's far more common. In, in boxing, but you need to understand that boxing has been around a lot longer than MMA. And we've seen what's happened to older boxers, and we've seen mm. that it does shorten their careers, and we've seen that it does give these guys long term ill health effects. So that's why the precedent has been set in boxing. So when a guy does, a referee does wave off a fight, there's no big uh, up in arms and throw the toys out of the cot and have like a big cry about it. Um, but in our sport at the moment, it it's, it's not happening. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> it seem should. like it. Yeah. It, it should. should. I, I like me as a fighter. I feel like it should because me as a fighter, I'm never, I'm never stopping it. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. like, they keep, you know, they'll keep turning to the fighter. The referee asks the fighter, Oh, do you want to, Mm-hmm. on camera countless million people watching the fight all your friends and family watching the fight the referee goes on camera with a microphone do you want to keep fighting <laughs> or do you want to be a little bitch like they, that's pretty much what he's saying right doctor going like follow my finger like you know it's just um precedent's not set it's not happening it should it will at some stage, but not not yet. Our sport is still too young. Yeah, that, the the last time I remember even seeing a towel being thrown was years ago in in the UFC. Maybe recently there was one, but from a famous fighter, you know, like a high level fight, like you know, a big fight would be when Nate Diaz fought um, Josh Thompson. Remember when Josh Thompson head kicked Nick Diaz? His corner threw in the towel. I think his brother Nick Diaz threw in the towel in that fight. I think um, he was already knocked. I think he was already knocked out. He was, but then the towel came in, right? So it didn't. They didn't want. Yeah, I think like I feel like the body collapsed, mm-hmm. and then like the limp body, and then the towel like flew yeah, over. The towel came in, but so they like, threw in the towel, a, right? It's a little bit late. Yeah, but that's just yeah. more like a. That's more symbolism than yeah. Yeah, can, yeah, <laughs> like I actual actual like effective stoppage of a fight. Yeah, it's not a, it was effective. Yeah, well, like really MMA is out. MMA is also different in that there are so many more avenues to win the fight. It's like mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you, you can be getting just beaten to death on the ground, like a or or you know, you would never have stopped like the like 
the Bryce Mitchell Barboza fight was very one sided. What's the one? Brunson's Brunson, corner yeah. in the towel right on That the was back. right. Yeah, but it's the guy's finished. It's already yeah, he was. <laughs> like right. it's all she wrote. Like the guy's already knocked out. Of course it's gonna referee's running over. You're just simple, like throwing the towel in as like a symbol. I'm I'm yeah. we're talking about like a fight changing Is that a symbol of like I care? Even though it's already over, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're there yeah, like I care. Like, I still care about you. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's symbolism. It's not you're not actually stepping in and just being like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Me as a me as a coach, like I've done it. I've done it. Um But me as a coach, like I never I never even put guys in if they're getting outclassed, if it's just a mismatch, like because you you do get that early on in guys' careers. Or early on, and you know when it's like under that five fight mark before you have like five fights because it's very hard to know what a guy's really made of, or, or it's mm-hmm. very hard to compare. Like, oh, I got a guy with one fight. Oh, I got a guy with no fights. Like, and they show up, and one's an absolute weapon, and then the other, like, been training for eight years. Other guy walked in the gym six months ago. It's it's hard to it's hard to gauge, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been in positions like that as a coach my guy's getting outclassed and you're just like nah like i've seen i've seen enough this is uh this is a mismatch i don't need him in his first fight second fight third fight fourth fight fifth fight i don't need my fighter to go out there and show me how tough he is i don't need that i've seen in the gym that the guy's tough i've seen in the gym that the guy's committed i've seen in the gym that the guy wants to be there but he doesn't need that in his first five fights, just to ask what, just to show me how dig, how deep he can dig. That that can come, that can come later. That can come when it's a good even fight that gets difficult. That's when a fighter truly gets to showcase like what they're made of. That's like what it's about. Not uh, not a not a mismatch. Like like Jorge was saying, sometimes you just have an off night. It could be mm-hmm. an evenly matched fight. Some guys. Some guys, sometimes you get out there and you just have a bad day at work. And in our sport, that's what a bad day at work is. Some other people, you know what I mean? Like other people, bad day at work, your, your printer runs out of ink or you are a plumber and you crack a pipe you shouldn't have cracked or you lose your drill. You know what I mean? In our sport, you have a bad day at work, you show up, you get knocked out, you get beaten up for 25 minutes, you get choked unconscious. A bad day at work just looks very different in uh, in our line of work. That's that's without a doubt, man. And uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. We do need to start, you know, I guess approaching it differently. The referees, the doctors. I think the doctors they need to kind of reassess, you know, how they like evaluate the fighter in the cage a little bit better, and maybe. You know, if if they if a doctor stops a fight, like you can't question that. He's a fucking doctor, right? Like mm. he knows what he's fucking mm. looking at. He knows mm. what kind of damage you have taken or might get. You know, might add on to. You know what I mean? Like your face. You know, like but you might how not many even times? The same. How many times have we have we seen this? Because I remember having seen it. Like guy's eyes are all fucked up. You can't see. It's like closed. It's like blood in his eye and the doctor or the referee are like, you know, over here, close on eyes. How many fingers am I holding up? 
And the guy's like, three. And they're like, yeah, he's all right. Like, it's not even, the guy didn't even, the guy didn't even pass the test, right? And they just let the fight. I think Herd's done that one. So the guy didn't even pass the test. And he was just like, oh, well, keep it going like this. How, how hard is that as a doctor? You know what I mean? How hard, how hard is it to have an, have an actual test? that you need to pass before the round continues. Like how hard is it for a doctor to like close the eye and then like hold something up and just be like, tell me how many dots you see. And you go, and if you can't answer it, then the fight is off. Like that, does that, is that like a ridiculous thing to say or a doctor to just be like, take five step, walk in a straight line, stand on one leg and you just stand there like, whoa <laughs> still concussed is it the doctor got enough balls to be like yo fight off that guy i've seen it, enough exactly. this guy's not this guy this guy can't walk in a straight line he obviously can't fight if a cop can pull you over and put you through tests <laughs> to figure out if you're really drunk i i'm thinking the doctor can come into the cage and have gotta a be quick tests. though it's gotta be yeah. quick though <laughs> hey. gotta be quick because they're like step forward step back. i think they did it to ortega remember in the vault fight yeah yeah they go that's the one i was that's one i was thinking of yeah the the, the cat did the ortega said the wrong number yeah he said how many fingers am i holding up how many fingers are holding up ah four yeah all right close enough you know what i mean like i was wrong but then like checking there's like two sides to the coin right then Ortega got like an extra 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. So he was like tr- like badly injured, uh, like heavily damaged. And in, in, at that point of the fight, you get your minutes rest between the round. And by the time the doctor was done, it's like another 50 seconds or something like that. Like the guy already had damn near twice as much time to recover. Yeah. And, you know, what you were saying earlier about uh, RDA, he's seems like he's calling for a summer fight with uh with mcgregor and uh yeah i wouldn't mind seeing that you know what i mean i wouldn't mind seeing it because oliver is gonna fight um what's his name that's what Gaethje. i said that's yeah. what i said i don't know maybe maybe the tinfoil hat is you know the symbolic <laughs> tinfoil hat you know the tin symbolic tinfoil hat is working out for you uh yeah it's uh Moicano, man he's a dog man like the dude just he was pissed after the fight, just probably just pissed at himself. You know what I mean? Like, and, and at the end of the day, like you said, he will never say that he's not going to fight the next round. That's just not going to happen. You know what nah. I mean? Especially a guy like that. You know what I mean? There's, it, it happens in the sport, but very rarely because you guys have gone through so much suffering to become an elite athlete that that fight is probably not that much. You know, you've worked so hard that, that fight taking that damage it doesn't it's feel it, like it's, it's just absolutely inside of you it just yeah. becomes like you work so hard in the gym you've sacrificed so much to be in there it just becomes like who you are like you're not going to get put in that situation and then turn tail and run or, or, or quit in front of the, the entire world that's just not who it is it can't but it can't that's what i'm saying it can't be on the fighter you need to have people willing to step up and and take yeah. that from the fighter uh the fight that started the pay-per-view was uh greg hardy versus uh spivak 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 right and man greg hardy one thing about him is that he talks 
like he is the best in the world, right? Like throughout the week, you know, even after his losses, he's calling out the guys that knocked him out. You know what I mean? Like he talks the talk. You know what I mean? Like he's up there with like guys that just just ramble and you know where it's coming from, but it doesn't make any sense, right? He, I think he's been like two and three in his last five fights. This is his last fight on his UFC contract. I think he talked about going to boxing after this fight. Um, what what have you thought about his like whole career, dude? Because it seemed like the UFC was kind of trying to build them, you know what I mean? Because he's been on like so many pay-per-views. And of course, he just hasn't that's a guy, in. yeah, but that's a guy that crosses over into that mainstream audience. Like they signed him at the perfect time, they signed him at the time when they had when they just signed the UFC, uh, the ESPN deal. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like Greg Hardy's NFL background, NFL is he, it, Greg Hardy because of all the drama in his career and the controversy is a household name for ESPN NFL fans. Like they talk about that, you know, they talk about him getting the biggest names in it. Those, um, you know, the loudmouth idiots that just say things in a cool way. Like they just talk cool. What's his name? Like Stephen A. And then all the guys like that. I'm not yeah. targeting him specifically. I've just done another headline. Congratulations, Dan. But Skip Bayless. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you're chucking another one in the headline. <laughs> but like those guys are mainstream um, yeah. sports reporters and they talk about Greg Hardy. So when you put him on a pay-per-view and then the prelims are on ESPN and people see, oh, Greg Hardy's going to fall. Oh, I know that name. You know, oh man, I'd like to see him get beaten up or oh, yeah, no, I'd like to see how he's playing out. So that was like a perfect move by the UFC. Um, but yeah, he's just, he just had a hard road. Like, no, Spivak's a beast. Yeah. You know, he's... Big boy beaten Thai like a pretty similar way like he's beaten some world-class heavyweights and he's only lost like his only losses are like Tibera, Walt Harris Overeem maybe Was like he's, he, the guys the guys yeah I'm not he's sure good Spivak is he's good quality, he's just nobody really knows who he is but he's good quality very yeah. quality fighter do you think the UFC resigns Greg Hardy though like I think you know a lot of people believe that this experiment is pretty much over with you know they can't invest i'd rather take them take that money that they're going to give to greg hardy because it seems like it's not working and like disperse it to other fighters you know what i mean and like make their pay a little bit better that's what i want to see as you know as as a fan of the sport i don't like why would you spend like he's getting chunks of cash man like he's getting like six figures to fight like, That's not how it works. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, my guy. I know. Guy, but I'm just That's saying. not how it works, my guy. They don't just be like, oh. I know. <laughs> so we don't have Greg Hardy anymore. We've got an extra million dollars a year. Oh, you know what? I might give that to Bryce Mitchell. Oh, you know what? This guy's been, Spivak's been really good. I might give him extra. They just keep their money. (laughs) (laughs) They save a million. They've just been like more. There's another million that they get to keep. Like this is not, it's business. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not even like offended by any of it. It's, it's, it's just business. It is business. Three words. It's just business. Like don't get, as a fighter, like you can't get, um, yeah, it's just business. Don't take it personal. That's what. 
You see, Drake that's gonna be like that's like that's like the translation of it's just business is yeah. uh, don't take it personally. Everybody's trying to win. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. But you know, that's just me like thinking of you know fighters and 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 money that they're spending. If I was if I was working for the UFC, they probably fire me the next day. You know what I mean? Because I would be so yeah, yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. Like my guy, you just gave, <laughs> you, gave a, you just dispersed a million dollars amongst a bunch of fighters. They'd be like, no, what are you doing? You're fired. Exactly. Um, I I said after the Greg Hardy fight that man, I would like to see him in uh BKFC. I would like to see him there. You know what I mean? I think he would draw a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. That's like a good... Um, that's like the, you know, the obviously it's better to do it off a win fighting out your contract, but now he gets to test free agency. He gets to test the free market. Mm-hmm. He gets to test BKFC, PFL, Bellator, or boxing. I feel mm-hmm. like he's still... You could still get some big fights in boxing. I think so too. He's he's, he's like still like said. a he's still just a freak out athlete and like a household mm-hmm. name, um, the household name in in America. He is he is and and you're right. Like I think boxing would be probably the best because he is a former NFL uh, linebacker and he is now a former UFC heavyweight going into boxing. That would just draw attention in itself, right there. Uh, they could boxing. promote the hell out of it. WWE, like he could go anywhere. He could go anywhere he wants to. He he will go where whoever pays him the most. That's the simple answer to the question. I would. This is my. This is me talking shit. Put it like, on out my ass. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, put your tinfoil hat on. You know. I got one. it on. Mark Hunt in Australia versus Greg Hardy boxing. Ah, fuck off. Not good. That's not a seller. Leave Mark. Leave Mark alone. <laughs> All right, I'll leave Mark alone. I don't want to be on his bad side. You know what I mean? Uh, you see his uh, when he trips out, he trips out, right? He's hard. Um, what about Bryce Mitchell, man? That fool. He think? went out there. He, he had a he had a game plan. It looked beautiful, man. Good. He did a great job. Yeah, that's kind of. Um like a susceptible style to for for Eton. like a, well, but it's pretty much Bryce. he's a lot smarter than he's leading on mm-hmm. that kid is clued up that kid is clued up like don't think don't sit there and think he's some I don't know backward what, you call backward yeah hillbilly. like a backward backward hillbilly from where's he from arkansas arkansas yeah don't think that. That kid is smart. That kid knows what he's doing. That kid knows how to build a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, just completely. I'm I'm exposing him. I'm exposing Bryce Mitchell as a very smart young man. <laughs> he is. He is, man. I think he's one of his, those guys that his, are smart. Every 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 move he makes is mm-hmm. is on. Every move he makes is money, and it's like uh, that's just good. That's good tactics for war. Is is make making people think that you're not as smart as you are. That's just that's just good. That's what a good tactician does. Is is that's the best move for a tactician is to get your opponent to underestimate you. Don't underestimate Arkansas. You know who else is from Arkansas? 
Bill motherfucking Clinton. And he became the U.S. president. And, and one of the biggest pimps in the history of the world. Blowjobs in the White House. <laughs> just saying. I'm just, yeah. Just saying. It's undeniable because I watched that Netflix thing that they put out. Just saying. Uh, I tip my Monica. hat. I tip my hat. That guy knows how to get shit done. He does. I don't know. He knows how to get shit done, and he knows how to do everything, man. But uh, yeah, Bryce. He goes in there. He. I think my suggestion for Bryce is he fights somebody ahead of him, of course. And I think the best fight would be the the fight that he would benefit most off of would be Giga Chikadze. Giga Chikadze is ranked Ooh, higher, coming off a loss. Shit. Do they do usually do that? Uh yeah, I look. I really like that fight. I that's think a that's a great fight. fight. It's a good test. I, really, I think that's a great fight. If you look at um the 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 featherweight rankings, right, or if you look at the top guys in the featherweight, there's not really a guy that fights like Bryce at all. You know, like you would think Ortega would fight like that a little bit more, but he doesn't. He likes he's like he's a like a striker mostly now. He's um, like a counter counter. Yeah, he's, he's counter a counter wrestling counter. Counter jujitsu, exactly. And you know, I guess the closest thing in that top ten would be the guy you're fighting. He 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 likes to you know get in the clinch and, and grapple a little bit more than the other guys do. But other than that, man, Bryce Mitchell he brings a a, a unique style and a unique like personality <laughs> into that division. And you're right in the mix with that. You know, what I mean, you're you're in there because you're gonna fight Arnold Allen and. Uh, in uh, what is it in London? Uh, there was a question up here. Let me see about your fight. Somebody was asking about um, something. Okay, here it is. It says, has Dan been asked by UFC if he might main event if Vol Vol okay Volkov doesn't get a visa? They ain't gonna tell me that shit. They ain't gonna <laughs> tell me that shit. Twitter will know before I know. That's right. One hundred percent. Twitter will know before I know. Now I've heard um I saw Tom Aspinall say that they have a backup. They didn't tell him who the backup was, but the UFC already has a backup. So if Volkov can't get his visa or whatever, Tom Aspinall will still main event against a backup fighter. I wonder who's the backup. It must it has right. to be somebody Yeah, they didn't tell me. I'm sure they're telling me. They yeah, they they would definitely tell him. Um I don't see who steps in on short notice against Tom Aspinall unless they're already in Vegas. Him. Just, just harass him for it. Yeah, we might as well message him a thousand that's times. Your, that's your job for that's the, that is my job. My job is Bro. partly to harass fighters, like not harass them, like 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 people would think, but like to to kind of dig at them to get information, right? But I've swayed away from that. I don't want to be that type of guy that covers the sport. That's just me. Like I feel somewhat yeah, yeah, uncomfortable because yeah. I'm pretty sure you've dealt with guys. I think you told me about a guy that you'd like um, told something oh, to, yeah. and then you're supposed to keep it quiet. And then he just went out there and fucking told everybody. Uh, Did that situation happen? Man, they don't tell me shit anyway. Cause I know I, maybe they just know I've got a big mouth and I'm just mm -hmm. not a great liar. Like I'm maybe they just, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just like, nah, we won't tell Dan he's main event. Because A, dumbass is going to accept anything anyway. 
So mm-hmm. why would we even have to tell him? It's not like we're gonna get it past the guy. It's not like we're gonna. It's not like he's gonna be like, nah. Like if they come to me, they come to me on the night and I'm warming up out back and they're just like, yeah, we switched it. It's uh five rounds now. I just be like, nah. Oh well, let's do it. Like I'm not gonna have a sulk about it or anything like that. So why would they tell me? But no, like it does. It does happen. It does happen. Like uh, I I think I talked about this earlier. Is when I got the Arnold Allen fight, like Sean Shelby had messaged me like midday, mm-hmm. and like that afternoon, Errol Hawani messaged me and he's like, "Oh, yo, you fighting Arnold Allen? <laughs> you fighting Arnold Allen like March nineteenth? And I was just like, "How the like? I just found out. <laughs> I haven't even said yes. I just like I got the message and I was like, cool." Just shot it to like Eugene to have a look at and see like see what he would say, you know. Yeah, you know, people, people find out. People find out people they got connections. There's there's moles there's moles everywhere. everywhere. But no, nah, like I'm sure. Oh well, I'm yeah, I'm sure that like managers use and and guys like Irwani like use each other. You know, it's like, I'll tell you this about this fighter if you put this fighter on your show. But you can use that when you're a guy like Errol and have, well, he, he's the biggest, right? He's the biggest, mm-hmm. he's the biggest media personality in our sport. So yeah, obviously yeah. he, he gets, he gets that kind of pull. Yeah. Even if you don't know him, people are probably messaging him. It's like, can you release this? Even though it's not a hundred percent signed or anything because why it will push public perception i get like i get like a lot of i get the messages you know like when something happens or a rumor (laughs) spreads out and people are just like what's going on like my inbox will be full from like everyone just being like i won't tell anybody that's how they start their message they're like (laughs) just between just between you and me it's like well but it's just between me you and me why you gotta know why can't you you know if it's just if you're just keeping it between you and me it's like why you gotta ask that's true that's true that's true because i gotta ask my guy because whenever i get information from somebody because sometimes i do get dropped information from people i'm not even looking for it i'm not even asking anybody about it um because i'm not into the breaking news stuff like i'm not breaking news i did for a while a few years back but that's just. I reckon you just catch. I reckon you just catch too much heat, like doing the breaking news shit, like having having the breaking news shit as you're the guy, right? Mm-hmm. How many times would you have to like apologize, or how many times, like, <laughs> like how many deals fall through like the last minute? You know, like both guys agree, mm-hmm. and then something happens, like a lot of backroom stuff would would carry on, and the deal doesn't actually get across the line. And so then it'll be it'll be a just a, yeah it'll just be a stressful life being the being the breaking news guy like you put up a tweet goes everywhere and then one of the guys managers is just like nah that's not that's not happening and then everyone comes back to you and just be like you're a dickhead and you're just making shit up exactly you're just that's like, the, oh. that's the risk right and uh, and I've broken so a couple like, of, it's, a, uh, it's a hard reputation to build right? it is. It is. Some guys do it really well, you know, but they, they cover all the bases. You know, they get both sides. And that's another thing. You have to have connections on both sides, too. You have to be able to reach both camps or both managers to double check your sources yeah. and all of that stuff. And if it's good, then you put it out. That stuff is stressful, man, because you have to go and chase after people and 
and start trying to dig into them and like that people can get rubbed the wrong way and uh with me i do interviews with fighters so i have to have a good relationship with fighters and their management and promotions and i can't do both you know you can't interview fighters and then be breaking the news unless you're like arrow hawani you know i mean you got like all this power and and pull already you know what i mean yeah, but, uh, yeah. but until you get to that point you can't you know that's why everybody's trying to be aerial like i'm not trying to be aerial everybody else not everybody else, but there's a lot of people out there covering the sport trying to be aerial. It's like, yo, aerial's been covering the yeah, sport. Yeah, but you're like starting like you're you have like gone the avenue that's like very long term. Like your avenue will 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 you're like a, I feel like you're like at the stage of investment when you do so many fight it because I'm the same. Like you you appreciate the people that first had you on. You know what I mean? You you appreciate the people that first uh, hit you up for an interview. Like now I get a million interview requests. I get, I could check my message requests and I got, I checked it maybe two days ago. I could check it today and I'd have 20, 30 podcast requests. Like, Hey, can you come on my podcast? And it's like, this is my best one. People message you and they're like, yo, I'm about to start a podcast. Can you come on my first episode? And you're like, Bro, how many fighters are out there? How many fighters are in the world? I'm not trying to be like, no, nah, I'm too big name to come on your podcast or anything like that. Like, that's mm -hmm. not what I'm saying. I'm saying how many fighters are there in the world? You can't do 10 podcasts with some local guys. Build your talent. Build mm -hmm. your repertoire. But then I click on your podcast thing, and I said, oh, this guy's done 20 podcasts with all of these fighters. Or like you, you're doing, you've done podcasts with my younger guys. Like, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll remember that. I see you do countless podcasts with guys all on like fight past prelims and like early days in the, in their careers, because you remember it. Because I remember, uh, MMA junkie, John, John MMA mm. junkie. I remember mm. my UFC debut and I come in and I was just like, Oh shit. I got an interview with MMA junkie, John, no shit. And I sit down and he starts asking me questions. He's like, well, you know, I didn't even think he knew who I was, right? And he sits down. And he's like, you know, well, in two thousand and uh, in two thousand and ten, you know, this this happened in a fight. Oh well, and then in your next fight, you you did this in two thousand. And I was thinking, not only does this guy know who I am, this guy has gone and he's watched and studied my whole career. So now when I walk in a room and it's like MMA Junkie John, I'm like, my guy, like, what do you need from me? I will tell you. Whatever you need, and you're the mm. same because you've been um, interviewing me for so long that it's so comfortable. And you know, if you message me, hey, can we do an interview? Of course we can. Of course we can because you're one of the first people that hits me up for interview. That's like, uh, you know, the guy Combat TV in New Zealand. Yeah, so he's like, the OG. The OG. Yeah, the OG. He's the O. Gee, <laughs> you know how many uh, you know interviews like Israel, uh, Eugene's done before. Eugene used to be like, my head coach would be like, no, no interviews. I'm not doing interviews. But Tony Robb, Tony Robb has been taking a camera to fight shows in New Zealand for longer than I've been alive. Like Tony Robb <laughs> is an absolute man. He has he has like the catalogue of New Zealand combat sport history. Yeah. It's it's just deep. Like he's got all my old fights, like way deeper. Like Jason Suddy's fights got 
like New legends of New Zealand combat sports. He's got Israel's fights. Like he's got like twenty thirty of Israel's first kickboxing fights. You know what I mean? Like, and he he did an interview with Eugene after a fight when Eugene was like young. You know, Eugene was young in his career. Tony came up to him with his camera and he's like, "Hey, I'd like the interview." And he did the interview and like Eugene was blown away, thinking, "Oh, why does anyone want to hear me talk?" So now when Tony Robb comes back. And, you know, Eugene's the superstar head coach of City Kickboxing. He's got time for Tony Robb because Tony Robb's been holding that camera for so long that he feels, like, honored to give it back because he he, he promoted him so early on in his career. So that's, like, to all the people out there starting podcasts, it's like, we'll start your damn podcast then. Don't, <laughs> don't just go around, like, messaging um, and attaching yourself to, like, big-name fighters thinking that that's the way to do it. Because it's not. Like, by the time that you get big in your career, in 10 years, I'll be retired. But if you uh, interview a guy that's just making his debut in 10 years, the guy might be the next Israel Adesanya. The exactly. guy might be the next Conor McGregor. Like, you, you just don't know that yet. Because no one's talked to the guy and he, had his, he hasn't yeah. had his opportunity. It's like yeah. invest for the future. It is. It is. It is a huge investment, man. It takes a while too. like, I remember the first like four years. I kind of looked at it that way. The first four years was like my college years of covering the sport where I was just like learning shit as I go and trying to do it a certain way. And I had to do it this way and that way and this way and that way for a while, man. And and I just figured out like, OK, this is the way that I want to do it. And this is the way that it's going to work. And which is. I want to interview people, I want to talk to people, and this is how I can do it. And then just start interviewing as many people as I can, because I'm dog shit right now. So I need to get my reps in, you know, for like anything. Yeah, to get yeah comfortable, right. you know, get comfortable and, and, and just oh, get no, understanding conversation, because at the end of the day, really, I'm not that converse like I'm not that like social in person. Like, I'm not really that social in person. Like, if I'm in person, if I really know you, then, yeah, we will chop it up. But if we're just, like, hanging out and, like, I don't really know you at all, I probably won't even talk to you. And you probably think I'm an asshole. But uh, I don't care. Anyways. <laughs> but, yeah. Bro, when you're talking about reps, you reminded me of, bro, one of my friends. One of my friends brought it up. Because one of my friends uh, found, he found the video of my first interview I ever did. And now this is on, like, can't remember 2011 mm -hmm. the first like the first on-camera interview i ever did after a fight dog shit <laughs> absolute absolute dog shit like it's so funny to watch it because talking on camera is a is a, like a trained skill no one is i don't feel like anyone um is just born good speaking on camera like it's a it's a trained skill that you need to get comfortable with it's just about getting comfortable with the camera and knowing that people i don't know what it is like me i just can just be myself but that takes time like the first couple of times where someone just points a camera at you you're just going shit what do i do like oh oh and you're thinking oh man people are gonna watch it you know like you're just thinking about something else but it's the funniest interview it's just the worst. I'm pretty much saying the same stuff that I say now, but it's just like <laughs> the worst way possible. It's gold. I uh, hope that then uh, it's so hard to find. It's very difficult to find this interview as well. So it's like, I want to keep this, I want to keep this interview hidden 
for as long as I possibly can. I have it, but I will keep it. I actually messaged them because they hit me up for an interview. Like the next fight show I was on, they were like, hey, can we do an interview before your next fight? And I messaged them back and I said, delete that first interview <laughs> off YouTube. Delete that and I will do another interview. And they said, nah, they just left it. They were just like, nah, we want to leave that. Yeah. You know, just like in anything, I think um, you have to just build relationships and build trust with individuals. And like you said, you have to know the people from the ground ground up. Like, like if you're starting a podcast, of course, you're not going to reach out to a top 10, top five guy in the UFC. Like you're just if you do get one of those guys, good luck. You know, what I mean, you know, because you're probably going to sound like dog shit during the podcast because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, but. You get reps with guys that never done it before or go to shows. I remember the first show I covered like in person with like the mic and the camera and everything. I was nervous as shit. But then as I got into the flow, I was like, oh, this ain't shit, man. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, and then just like start rolling and shit. Just roll, 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 roll through it. But yeah, it's, we could talk about trust this. Is, trust is, uh, yeah, trust is like the biggest thing when it mm -hmm. comes. There's probably, there's probably four people in New Zealand media that I will speak to. There's probably four people mm. that do articles for media in New Zealand. I use, and you're talking to a guy that says yes to everything. I used to, I used to do everything. Like I used to do absolutely every interview request I would get. I'd just be like, yeah, sweet. Like hit me up for an interview, do the interview. But, People will take your words and twist them, yeah. push silly headlines, um, make you out to be the bad guy. Like a lot of, yeah, a lot of people can chop it up. Or, or like New Zealand, I would say that like New Zealand media's one is like, they'll be cool to you when you're winning. And, or, or, or um, like there's a big one. There's like the two main ones in New Zealand is like the New Zealand Herald and stuff. Stuff.co.nz. Obviously, they are always every fight I have, they interview me. They interview me every single one before, after, like, no worries. But that's like the same news outlet that send a reporter around to my gym to photogra photograph me from the bushes and try to get my fight canceled. Yeah. They try to get my fight canceled and then they ask me for a request to interview me for the fight. And I was just like, Are you fucking serious? The same. <laughs> news outlet that tried to cancel this fight is now trying to interview me so people click on their website so they get more money i was thinking you have to be off your head like i don't do interviews with stuff regardless of who the reporter is i don't i don't will not do interviews with stuff another one in new zealand is like uh they hit me up like they hit me up after I clicked, I saw a news article of the like Blood Diamonds fight, and there's just a completely disrespectful headline. Like, man, he got caught by like an incredible grappler. It, it happens. Spilt milk, shit moves on. He'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like, guy went out there on his UFC de debut. Hard luck. Move on to the next one. Just being from New Zealand, you think that they would support you and back you up. They put like a, the image was of him like face down and just being like, just the most disrespectful headline you can think of. They're out too. 
I won't do interviews with them either. So I was like, they're just stupid. Like they, they cut off their nose to save their faith. It's just like, you can't, you can't respect us when we're winning and then just go out, like disrespect us when we're, you know, uh, stumble. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we don't stumble for too long. You come, no. <laughs> you come back. I remember seeing those photos though, and they look like, like you were walking away from like a drug deal or something. Like there was photos of uh, your coach too, Eugene walking out the gym. Like he was like in some mob they meeting. Sent, <laughs> they sent, um, like they sent cops around to our houses at the same time. And they sent like senior sergeant. So that's like, I don't know how many layers up in the, in the police force, but it's like quite high up. You know what I mean? They sent like senior sergeants around to both of us, our houses to, at the same time to catch us and they they had uh they found eugene at his house they came around here i wasn't at home they'd like knocked on the door and my wife was home i was actually at at the gym again like the cops (laughs) the cops had called me the other day before and then they were like came around to tell me off but they like knocked on the door and then she was like they're like where's dan and um my missus was just like, oh, he's uh, gone for a run. Like, my car was missing. She's like, oh, he's gone for a run. And then she, like, quickly calls me up. And she's like, the cops are around here. She's like, <laughs> bounce from the gym, bounce from the gym. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, because I was there, like, grabbing gear and stuff to take home. And I went, like, just quickly pull my car up with the gear, drive home, whoop down. But, yeah, they caught us. Uh, I think they went around and they were just like, yeah, had the big pictures and everything. I was like, nah, 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 nah. Not guilty. You ain't guilty to your to your court. I have my shopping bag. I was just dipped in. I just forgot my shopping bag. I just pulled in the gym, grab a shopping bag. Like that's my my cover story. That's my cover story. It, is that why? Like I I've seen like interviews with uh, Israel too. Him talking about like the exact same. I think the media and stuff like in New Zealand. Like that he he'll never fight in New Zealand again. Is that part of that? Like just people trying to paint him in a in like a bad picture and he's been attacked way more than probably anybody at your camp yeah like there's uh like i don't know the exact circumstance with israel but i can definitely understand it like they use him when they want to you know what i mean but as soon as they get the opportunity to create a controversial headline about him they'll do it you know what i mean like Mm. and then and then they'll do that like they'll the same news station will just make like a completely disrespectful headline and mm-hmm. twist his words and stuff like that and then the next week be like oh can we get an interview with israel Adesanya? and it's like nah like are you serious we're we're not we're like ours we're lucky that we're in a sport that because they like talking to us like mm-hmm. news stations and and people like talking just people in general like hearing from UFC fighters and MMA fighters because we're not under the same regulations as more mainstream sports. Mm-hmm. Like in New Zealand, if you play like uh, soccer, rugby, netball or something like that, you sign a deal with the New Zealand Rugby Association and that has like a strict code of conduct. You can't say this, you can't do this, you can't Damn. do that or we'll, we'll tear up your contract. Like the UFC's code of contract ones, like pretty much like don't be racist and don't be homophobic. And besides that, like do whatever the fuck you want. Like who who in our sport in the UFC has been punished from our code of conduct? 
like Sean Strickland's not even being punished by our code of conduct. Mm. Like Alan is like as loose as any <laughs> as any like big sport or mainstream sport in the world. So that's why people like to, like fans like to hear from us because it's like mm. honest. You're gonna get like an honest answer. Like we we are more free to speak about like controversial issues, whether that pisses you off or whether you align yourself with the issues. It's different, you know. It's it's. I like that freedom. Like that's that's really one of my biggest passions of being MMA fighters. You get like a lot of freedom. You're free to to be yourself. You you can work when you want to work. Like it's very um. It's a very. I feel free as mm. as being a fighter. Not not like controlled by any organizations or things like that. And it's like big sponsors don't touch us anyway. So it's like it's very hard to. <laughs> there's not many. There's not many mainstream brands that touch fighters like what 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 sponsors have we got like alcohol supplements crypto crypto is big sportswear uh, we don't. yeah fight gear fight gear there's like you th- you- a very it's very niche like it's not yeah. like a big mainstream food brand it's not like uh like craft is going to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to sponsor a fighter because it doesn't align with like their values. You think like, like Red Bull won't touch a fighter. They, they, I think it's more crazy jumping out of an airplane and mm-hmm. or the guy jumped out of a, a airplane with no parachute on can sponsor that. Yeah. Can't sponsor, can't sponsor a combat sport athlete. Red Bull doesn't sponsor combat sport athletes. Like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of places don't yeah. uh, like, <laughs> There's a, only a small market of um, okay. businesses that will sponsor a fighter. Like we think it's mainstream, but like, is it really? Is it like? Is it really? Do you see like a like a Geico? You see a UFC fighter on a Geico ad. You know what I mean? They're just it's a family brand. They're not gonna touch them. Yeah. Well, when like I look at it as a big deal when um when like like when fighters get like sponsors from like car dealerships or or like uh like a like a chain like a chain like convenience store or something like that you know like the korean zombie you know he's gonna fight volkanovsky soon and he just got a sponsorship from gs25 gs25 is like a major corporation that's like the biggest sponsor one of the biggest sponsors you could ever get in korea and it's a fighter and fighting is so niche in Korea, like it's it's looked down upon in some ways, you know. What I mean, jujitsu is big because it's like a martial art, but fighting is like mm. blood and you know your violence and all that shit. And the Korean zombie getting that sponsorship was just a major deal. Nobody really cares around the world, but in Korea, it's like something that you know people really look at and say, "Wow, you know." What I mean, like that's huge. The Korean zombie actually did something, you know, with 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 MMA in Korea. You know, if he wins the title, cool. it'd be massive. Yeah, it's very cool. And you guys too, you know. I remember you guys getting. This was years ago, like you and Kai were getting like car sponsorships. To me, that's that's mm. still huge. Mm. You know what I mean? Like who gets car sponsorships? Not many fighters out there. It's a very if you look at this UFC roster of like 600 fighters, what's the percentage of fighters do you think are getting car dealership sponsors? Very, very small, All right? Many. It could be in the single digits, right? Of a fighter. So that's huge. But I think John Jones. I think he fucked it up for everybody because John Jones at his peak, <laughs> he was being sponsored by Gatorade, 
Nobody has been sponsored by Gatorade. Only John Jones yeah, yeah. as a fighter. He was getting sponsored by Nike. And I know that Anderson Silva and uh, and I think Junior Dos Santos got sponsorships by Nike. But after John Jones, nobody ever has been sponsored by Nike, I believe. And, you know, I like John that's Jones. A pretty I love big, him that's as a, a fighter. That's a but... pretty big blow. That's a pretty big fuck up, though. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm for saying. Nike, they would just shit the absolute bed, like being on drugs and crashing into a pregnant lady and then driving off. Like, that's pretty. That's pretty, that's about as bad as PR that Nike could ask. It's about as worse as that deal could possibly go. Exactly. And if imagine if that never happened, right? And John Jones was able to keep those sponsors. Maybe that could have led to other fighters getting those types of sponsors. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That I'm just speculating. Let me put my mm. fucking hat on, right? I'm just speculating. Cool, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just speaking free right now about could John Jones been the reason why <laughs> the big sponsors are really like hands off you know what i mean of getting on with a fighter because possibility of that and john is continued to fuck up you know what i mean it's not like he's just fucked up that one time and he kind of changes like he's just continuously fucking up and i hope he does better moving forward but that could have been like that point where we kind of went back a few steps we were going steps forward with sponsorships and then that point kind of went back a few and now we're just trying to kind of get closer and closer and you know like guys like israel he's getting like puma you know those are i think that's a big deal you know what i mean getting those types of deals and uh there's other fighters out there that are getting sponsorship deals uh from like huge crypto companies i think that's even big but uh maybe that was the point where it kind of went back a few steps for fighters and I wonder who's going to get the Nike sponsorship. You know what I mean? Who can get one of those? Because. Yeah, I think like. I can speak for myself, mm -hmm. but the bigger name guys, like you get to a certain point when like it becomes like getting blood from a stone, like getting, <laughs> getting money out of getting money out of. Um, traditional, traditional like sponsorship avenues Like you can look at. Conor McGregor and, and what he's done like very rarely very rarely does he um, market something or promote something that he doesn't have um, ownership of Dustin Poirier with his hot sauce uh, Conor McGregor with his alcohol brand Masvidal with his alcohol brand Nate Diaz's clothing brand Nate Diaz's weed brand like they're, they're not just advertising a company or they're not just promoting a company it's their ownership so whatever they promote they they own a share of and that's that's important for young fighters coming up um once you reach like a certain level it's like it's important to create businesses and use your platform to promote your own business mm -hmm. instead of promoting other people's um businesses yeah you're right and also like you said on the brand thing like if you look at like even Volkanovsky, he's created like his own YouTube channel. He has a business, I believe the, the, the uh, what is it? The, the supplement business, CMBT. I believe he's part of the part owner of that company. And then he has some other stuff going on too. You know what I mean? So I think like uh, fighters are starting to like do that more nowadays and starting to think like, okay, I could rely on myself to do this stuff and and kind of like diversify and, and put my hands in different pots you know what i mean At, you know stuff you that you to, know yeah you have to as well because also 
like also as a young guy like you say and, and you say yes to everything just like mm. i used to say yes to all the interviews you say yes to all the sponsorships like someone's like oh man i'll sponsor you this and then you're just like yeah cool and then you get like a load of product and stuff and you're sponsoring it and then it turns out shit like you 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 sponsoring a drink and then you get like a a case of free whatever and you just start drinking and you're like man this tastes like shit and it gives me a headache <laughs> this is terrible people come up to you and complain to you they come up to your face and they're just like i bought that drink it gives me a headache and you know it tastes like dog shit and you're just like oh you know like you're just like a young guy you're just like oh i just did a post about it i just did it for like a couple hundred bucks you know what i mean like but people people complain about it you know and it's it's bad for your brand like you 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 promote something and it's a it's a bad quality product people come up to you and complain about it like if, if you promote a, a glove and it falls apart people come up to you with the glove and they're like they come up to you like you or you're a representative because you are a representative for that company and they're just like this fell apart in five minutes you know and they'll kind of hitting you up for a refund you're like thinking motherfucker i don't work there i'm not giving you i ain't giving your money back i don't have that much i don't have that much money i just started fighting the ufc i don't have the money to pay for that shit or buy you new gloves you know what i mean so you have to be you have to be careful about what brands you you like associate associate your name with and before you like promote it you need to understand that it's like a quality product before you stick your name to it well i'm gonna just put this out there like i don't give a fuck like you want to pay me to brand some shit pay me i'm here for you like, <laughs> yeah, it tastes stage. like shit yeah, i'll drink stage. it and put on yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. in grin i'm at that stage you know what i mean i'm at that you're stage, at that like, stage. You're that I'm, stage. I'm, I'm on the street you know? i don't hate the play i respect that <laughs> i respect it i'm not I, i'm not i'm not throwing shade at you or anything like that i've been there you're yeah. just like yeah i'll take 10 of them oh oh this is great falls apart in five minutes people just complaining complaining messaging you being like hitting you up with the complaints like oh the handle fell off and you're like i don't give a shit you know what i mean <laughs> that's your problem i was like ask the company you know what i mean for real you gotta yeah it's just like people people come up to me at city like you know you're sitting kickboxing and they're just like oh my membership um blah 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 and i'm like do i look like the receptionist bro i'm just like <laughs> I was like, I got my own job. I got my own problems. I was like, hit me up for my job. Hit me up. I got my own problems. Go, this is Eugene's problem. Take it up with him. You know, um, speaking of sponsors, like this show, like the UFC 272, a lot of the fighters were shouting out uh, Marshall, Rogan, Inu. I guess they're sponsoring a lot of the fighters now. And uh, it seems like they're doing really well. You know what I mean? I guess it's like a, a crypto thing. I'm not for sure. You know, I'm not educated on the topic. And then at the end of the day, I don't fact check anything. So whatever I'm saying right now or any of these shows that we've done, I'm just speaking my truths. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not even checking facts, yeah. to be honest with you. So people, dude, you should see the people. The people will fact, fact check you like you are a professor of MMA or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking insane. Like, the levels that they go to pinpoint some kind of detail, like... Like when you said when you were talking about Benil's injury and you're like you said femur, but you're talking you're I know what you're talking uh, about, right? But you said femur and then people are like, How do you break the femur? That's like that's like your grandma. Your grandma falls and she breaks her femur. Like, how did Benil break his femur? Like, come on. Could be like, yo, yo, chill out. Like, 
It's Don't look like a fucking doctor. Who's like, exactly. who goes to, who clicks on uh, Dan Hogger's <laughs> podcast and just be like, oh, you said something. You know what I mean? Do I look like a fucking health professional? You know what I mean? I'm a cage fighter. I fight people in a cage. Take everything I say with a pinch of salt. Take everything I say. I'm a guy that fights and gets punched in the head for a living. Think before you start quoting me. You know what I mean? Exactly, but they love it, man. They love it. But uh, yeah, they—that's it's a trip, man. Let's uh, let's go out. We got a couple minutes left. We'll go out with the, a few questions from the people, right? Oh, um, bang! All right, let's let's start with this one, Francis, for asking more money. Uh, and it's what a is question. that like? You just put a question. You can't even just O one and O one. Yes. At least be able to formulate a sentence. Like I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I'm not going to answer it. That's not even a question. Francis for asking for more money. Question mark. What about it? What about it? That's a very broad question. Next question. All right. Let's see. Zachary S. Brennan. Would a Connor versus Colby fight work? I don't care for it. Next question. We We got a minute and a half. All right, this one, uh, Rogan Inu, this we we talked about that, or did we talk about it? What were your thoughts on Ro? Uh, have they hit you up, Marshall Rogan? I wouldn't, have a, I wouldn't have a clue what that is. All right, I I, have a clue. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you'll have a clue by the time you fight again, right? Most likely something's gonna come. I out bet I have a right? damn clue. Oh, she I asked it again. What else did she say? Did she ask the question again? No, oh, no, no. no. So says, so you're saying I can use. One. Oh no! It's like so. You're saying I could use Cameo to get Dan to promote a shitty product just so people can complain to him. <laughs> um, man, I ain't gonna, bro. My Cameo is just for fun. I do yeah. it for fun. It's it's twenty bucks. Sometimes I just get. Sometimes I just tell you to shut up. You're a dickhead. That's actually been some of my videos. They're just like, hey, Dan, say this, and I'm just like, you can't even formulate a sentence. How am I supposed to read this? I don't even know what you're trying to say. And I'll send that video back and I'll just be like, if you can't write your question, you don't get an answer. That's 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks. I do it for fun. I think I'm in it for the money. Cameo is yeah. fun. Those, those highlights are fun. Um, last question, man. We're about to go out. You guys, uh, if you guys got questions, um, hit me up on Twitter, JHKMMA. And then write I'll... the question properly. Write it in a sentence <laughs> that someone can easily understand. You know what I mean? We all went to school to a certain level. You should be able to formulate a question. All right. Last one. Chase Falconer. That's a dope-ass name. Favorite sparring partner? BJ Bland. BJ Quicksand Bland fights on the PFL Challenger Series the day before I fight Arnold Allen. All right. BJ Bland. BJ Bland's been around. I'm going to have to hit up BJ Bland. It's the bane of my. It's the bane. of my existence. <laughs> He's a thorn in my side. All right. Well. All right, people. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, make sure you guys hit that subscribe if you have not, and uh, share this video, and do what you need to do with it. Watch it ten times. Support it. Support Dan. Following him <laughs> on social Watch media. It ten times. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying man just That's get the guy. numbers up just get the numbers up but uh yeah man so everybody dan you got some final words for the for the people watching you know uh, see uh, I've, I've used enough words that's 90 minutes of words i've used all my words for the day i'm going to bed 
I'll see you next week. Boom. There you go.